Welcome to BitFaced. Well, asking ye shall receive. We asked you guys in the private BitFaced group what episode you wanted next from Colorado Springs Comic Con. You asked for the nerds. We're going to bring you the nerds. Just a little backstory. This all happened about four or five months ago when they started talking to me about doing these panels. And panels got shoved around and people canceled and came in and it was it's just how conventions work. But when they asked me, Eric, if you could pick one panel to do, what panel would it be? And it wasn't even a choice. And there was a lot of good stuff at Colorado Springs Comic Con. But for me, to be able to sit on the same stage with a cast of characters from a movie that meant so much to me was very important. I grew up a nerd. I got picked on a lot as a kid. I loved video games and horror movies and alternative music and things that used to get you beat up, but now everyone loves them. But anyway, (laughs) Revenge of the Nerds came out in the 80s. I wasn't supposed to see the film when I saw it, but it kind of shaped me as a person and let me know it was cool to be a nerd. I'll let the panel do all the talking. It's phenomenal. I laughed my ass off the entire way through this panel. In fact, I think the picture I'm going to post is maybe just of me and Carradine laughing like two uh, laughing like two geeks because it was great. Something I want to address, though, at the beginning <laughs> of the panel, I get my intro out of the way, which was great. It's my, probably my favorite part of the weekend, but I don't. I'm a guy that needs space, and there was eight people on the stage, and for whatever reason, my chair slipped, and I fall off the stage right at the beginning of the interview. Number one, I'm fine. Number two, Ogre helps me up off the ground, so you couldn't ask for a happier accident, if you will, and I got right back to doing the questions and doing the panel, which at the end of the day, that's what I'm most proud of of the weekend, is I, I took a hit, something happened to me that I did not expect to happen, the crowd was on my side. The nerds were on my side, and that makes it all better. Before the episode rolls, I do want to say this is not our audio, and I don't say that because it's not up to our standards. I say that because we didn't record it, but our good friend Iggy at Project Nerd did give us the audio for this, so thank you again, Iggy. I will thank you on the next two episodes we release from the uh, Springs as well because we really appreciate what you've done for us. Also, Greg Ron Geek for taking some great pictures that I'm sure you guys are going to see on our website. I can't thank Juan and Gabe from thinking outside the long box enough. In fact, him and uh, Gabe and myself have been tossing around schedule ideas, which I know is dangerous because you and Juan do the scheduling, Tyler, (laughs) but we're going to get something going with them. And they both were so supportive. And I, I can say, I said last episode that Gabe offered criticism and I meant that in the best way possible because he did. He told me, this is the way I would have done it. This is how I would ask the question, but I like the way that you did it this way. And it was just good to, to riff with someone that I know knows what they're talking about. So thank you very much, Gabe. Elijah from Movie Camp, I can't thank you enough either because you gave me this opportunity. And I've actually, you know what, I'll keep that secret. I was going to say, um, yeah. There's some more Eric to come if you like what you hear. More, more Eric to come, I, I hope. And uh, that's because Elijah was nice enough as a friend of mine and someone I've worked with in the past and a good friend of Tyler's to give me the opportunity. Finally... The night before the nerds panel, I got a text message from Doug that said I was a hack, that I have no business getting up on that stage, and that I was going to screw everything up. And technically, falling off the stage, Doug was partially right, so I have to give him credit for that. But it's a message like that that really pumps me up and takes me to the next level. And let me tell you guys, if you've never done a panel before, don't start with one with seven people, because it's hard. And you'll hear it in the... um, 
you'll hear it in the recording. I struggled at some points to know whether I was talking to them, were they done with their story? Should I go to the audience? So it was it was a learning experience for me. But anyway, thank you guys in the BitFace group for voting. Here we are with Colorado Springs Comic-Con, Revenge of the Nerds. certainly not least, one of the greatest fourth wall breaks in the history of cinema, Wormser Andrew Cassess. Anything to get an audience going, right? That's our Eric. That's our Eric. Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric. Eric. I'm gonna hold That would be the battle-tested Eric Hollis. <laughs> he was rehearsing that all week. All week. You should see him on that tricycle. I hope somebody got that on film for me because I'm really going to want to watch that later. Don't worry, it's going to be all over Twitter. 
Yeah, you wanted to go viral, my friend. You got it. <laughs> I was going to push him, but he fell on purpose. No, talk about a panel of nerds. It extends to the other side, too. I have heard no one throws a party better than the nerds do. I have also heard many stories about what happened when you guys filmed in Arizona. Can you please share? What do you us? mean? <laughs> party? Do we look like the type that would party? Have, have we passed the statute of limitations? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> uh, we mainly um, held them at the, uh, the Tucson Public Library, actually. And we would um, assign books for the week and get together in circles and talk about Jane Austen, mainly. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. That's how I remember it, anyway. Curtis isn't very funny. No, basically... Uh, yes, Mr. Gibb. Revenge of the Nerds was a party with some filming in between. What would he remember of it? Because really, sometimes we got some really wild things going on. Yes. In between shooting, as Bobby says. Yeah. Yes, in between shooting. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, in between partying, we would shoot. Yeah. Pretty much. And we would go back after shooting either at Old Tucson, where we did all the interior stuff, and the university, where we did other stuff. And, you know, they were long days and hot days. It was in you know, Arizona, and we would, you know, just need to blow off a little steam by the end of the day. And, and, and we did that. We blew off some we steam. We blew off some steam. I'll give you a little insight. We would film all day, and then at night, as Curtis says, we would go out, we'd stay up all night and party, seriously, party, and then we'd line up to get our B12 shots the yeah. next day so we could function. I was first. <laughs> Ladies first. Yes. Good group of guys. I don't know about them, but I was studying my script. <laughs> you didn't have no lines. <laughs> he, had, he had one line. That's why I was the funniest one in the movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yes, we're sir. partying tonight. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, who's coming to the party tonight? Yeah, there's a rumor going around that whoever knows the rap is actually going to be invited on stage to do it with me. Oh! Now I'm going to choose three people, three humans, uh -oh. and please understand that knowing it in your, from your couch is different than knowing it on stage. That's right. But that's okay. Because I'm great in my shower. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I don't mess up nothing in the shower. <laughs> stage, a little different. All right, so somebody has to do that. You guys have to come and, uh, and do the nerd rap. Yes. But yes, in answer to your question, yes, we did have gatherings uh, from time to time. You guys are being so cool. And, and, and if, you notice, we're all, if you notice all of us, we're all trying to figure out what we can share. <laughs> I think we're pretty good. I mean, the only one who would not show up to our parties we had good parties, and we were always, what was great about it was that they were sort of mixtures of nerds and jocks. So we would have, like all of us, and, uh, and occasionally Ted McGinley would show up. But Don, we never saw Don. And when he says that he was in his room studying He's his, not I mean, telling me I doubt that. I was meeting chicks. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know who he was partying with, but it wasn't us. Uh, he, he, chicks. <laughs> but I do A remember lot of one chicks. time, I remember one time we were partying. True story. We were partying. I don't know whose room it was. Maybe it was yours, Bobby. But there was these two guys that came in because we didn't know. John Goodman's room. It was John Goodman's room. And the two guys who came in and we were singing, you can't always get what you want. And they were trying to get us to be quiet. So in between the hotel people, because we were kind of loud. So in between singing, you can't always get what you want. You don't have to stomp your feet. You can't always get we're on the second floor. <laughs> yeah. But two people snuck in to that gathering, and later on we found out, I don't know if you guys remember, we found that they actually just robbed the store. <laughs> and That's they snuck in joint for cover. We didn't know. We were just like, oh, you want a party? Come in. Yeah. Everybody thought they were someone else's friends, and in fact, they just held up a liquor store. I was meeting chicks. <laughs> <laughs> better get a hold of Sarah. <laughs> I've never done an interview or a panel with seven people. This is exactly how I imagined it would go, so this is right. Well, you've never had me either. It's yeah. <laughs> a scary thought. <laughs> Did you guys have any idea when you made this film the impact it would have on nerd culture? Because I grew up in the 80s, and before Revenge of the Nerds came out, comic books, video games. You didn't talk about those things in front of people. Now, we're at a comic book convention. We're celebrating this film. Did you guys have any idea that this is what it was gonna turn into? Robert. Yes. <laughs> I know it had an impact on my liver. I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue either. Not but I don't- either. What? Me either. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that we um, weren't aware, this is 1984, so there's not a lot of nerd culture yet at all. I mean, on the big level. There weren't a lot of big cons. You know, uh, 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 cable and video are starting out, but it hasn't really taken over. So there's a lot of stuff, internet, which hasn't happened yet. So that nerds... <laughs> Thank you, Don. He's, he's paying you to talk I dropped, about him. I dropped my wallet. Um, Thanks, Don. I took his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> notice, notice I didn't count the money because I know it wouldn't be worth it anyway. So, uh, so we didn't think of it in terms of being like the beginning of a big thing. And then it sort of over years became a big thing, which was delightful, but I don't know that any of us expected it. You know what's kind of cool is when you do a film, you don't necessarily have the luxury of getting to know your cast members before, spend some time with them. And with us, we were lucky enough to have like two, almost three weeks of rehearsal time. And what we did is we'd come up with different things and we just, you know, interact amongst one another. But really what we did was we kind of had the ability to bond with one another. And James so... Bond. James Bond. I can't do it. No, Not I was James meeting Bond. chicks. <laughs> but so what, what was so interesting is when we started shooting, it wasn't necessarily the best stuff. I don't think the studio was very happy with everything we were doing. And so ultimately what happened is it evolved into some of us, if not all of us, 
coming up with a lot of our own bits and a lot of our own things. Like Curtis and I, we did a whole bunch of stuff that was never in the script, as did everybody. And what, what I think it was, was the fact that we so enjoyed each other that, and that because we did have that opportunity to bond, I think there was something special just from the beginning that kind of maybe translated into what the film became. I lost my accent, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm Takashi. Actually, actually, Brian's exactly right, and we got, got to give a lot of that credit to our director, Jeff Canoe, yes. who created the environment for us to play in. And That's it got right. to the point, I can remember, especially Tim Busfield, who's not here today, we got to the point where we were just trying to crack each other up. Yeah. And if we figured if we laughed, hopefully, hopefully, others would. Yeah, and it's usually the other way around. You know, the more, the more fun you have on a movie set, usually the worse the movie turns out because everybody's too busy making each other laugh and having a good time, and then people go, what? I don't understand that. Um, but the thing with, with Brian and me, for example, was that uh, card playing, the first card playing scene in the gym, which wasn't in the script, and the director was filming Bobby and Tony doing something else, and he just said to us, come up with something, I'm coming to you next. And we don't know, it's like the second day or third day of shooting, something like that. And so we got a pack of cards and started messing around. And that was what we came up with. And then we became sort of a team for the rest of the movie. So every time they needed something to shoot, they'd they say, Where, said, where's Brian and Curtis? Yeah, just, just do something, you know, do your thing. So, you know, it, it happened a lot, and, and, and the nerd rap, which Larry's talking about, that happened because of Larry. Uh, I mean, there was always a nerd rap going to be there, but it was Larry who made that come together with Andrew, um, small who Andrew. Who danced his tail off. He danced. Small but mighty. <laughs> that guy danced, so, and you know. And Jane Fonda, for me, Jane Fonda was big back then, yeah. and the Jane Fonda workout was really big back then, so. Lamar was just not trying to look good. Though. Well, not for, for you, though. Not for Larry B. For Lamar. I have to keep reminding you, man. It's Larry B. Lamar. It's too and, and for me, on set, I was in my method day, so I stayed in character. So you guys now know that I'm straight, but back then they didn't what? know. <laughs> and I stayed in... What? I didn't know that. <laughs> it still hasn't hit some gay. people. <laughs> It's okay, man. It's okay. I'm sorry. At, at Larry, your time, man. It's your time. Larry, <laughs> you weren't in, in character back in your in your room. No, no, not in the room. <laughs> 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 oh, oh. <laughs> See, this is the stuff y'all came for, ain't it? <laughs> hey, so Eric, did you have any questions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for moderating. <laughs> Before I turn it to the audience, and do you guys have some questions for, for Lambda 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 up here? Yeah. All right, I do have one, and this is for you, Robert. No dumb questions either. <laughs> have you noticed how much your outfit in Revenge of the Nerds, when you go into the moonwalk, resembles Kylo Ren, and did they steal that from you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I noticed go. it the other night, and I thought they had to have taken some sort of influence from your Darth Vader-esque outfit to what Kylo Ren's I, helmet I think it's like. just a, a cinematic coincidence. 
actually what I think it was, was we didn't have the rights to, uh, to Darth Vader. Yeah. And so they, isn't that right? I think you're right. And, yeah. and they manipulated it, they changed it at the last minute so that it wasn't really yeah. Darth Vader. And that's the reason. And that was a 20th Century Fox film at the time, too, which we were. Uh, Don, Don wants to, to tell you something. <laughs> what if C-A-T really spelled dog? Applaud! If you people don't applaud, we pay for it later. Laugh loudly. Laugh, you nerds. Kill the little ones. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and get some questions from the audience. Got one right here. Uh, I understand Brian has done a great many uh, cartoon, I mean, voiceovers. Is that true? Oh, oh God. Uh, yes, I've done a few. He's planted, isn't he? He's, he's from Los Angeles. That's your agent. No. no, actually, he's from Australia by way of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, he has done a few different vocal <laughs> Such as? Things. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, one of them is like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I don't know if any of you saw the <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I'm Leonardo in the first three movies. So cowabunga, dude. <laughs> as well as a few other things along the line. Quite a bit, though. Thank you for asking. And welcome to Colorado. You guys have a question, please put your hand up and they'll bring you a mic. <laughs> I don't have a question. I just wanted to say thank you for <laughs> one of the greatest movies I grew up on. I still watch it almost every single month with my mom. Uh, wow. Like, <laughs> not to be all I'm a huge Caradine family fan. Thank you. Huge fan. And Booger and Ogre were two of my favorite characters. Would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you say Ogre? <laughs> You can stay. <laughs> and are you crying? <laughs> yeah, you can stay, thank you. The rest of you can leave. Hey guys. Any uh, other questions? I was wondering if you guys... Any rags, any bones, any... Right, right here. Today? Yeah. I was wondering if you guys are going to have a burping contest between Booger and Ogre. That was completely rigged. I That's kind of an it. interesting story, though, the burping thing. Yes, it is. Oh, the yeah. burping thing. Okay. Is that an interesting story? Yeah, it is an interesting... Well, um, it's... Uh, of course, it's not us belching, because they needed... You know, that's not humanly possible. So... Um, he was farting. <laughs> that no. is humanly possible. Well... It, so... So, Tim Busfield was in post-production with, with our, our director, Jeff, and they're doing the belching contest, and they cannot find a belch for Booger that lasts long enough and rich and fruity and, <laughs> and liquid enough for their purposes. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, but it's Because he couldn't beat me fair and square. Uh, so uh, they finally start looking through recordings from the animal kingdom. And they find, truth to tell, a camel 
in the process of mating with another camel. So what you are actually hearing is a combination of a human belch and a camel orgasm. That'll make from you guys his, go back and watch it. From his mouth. Hello, everyone, again. Hey, buddy. Hey, so, so I'm just wondering, um, in the various areas in which you live, are you ever noticed kind of in the wild, walking down the street, hey, you're that character from that movie, and then, Bobby, you wanted me to remind you to do the laugh at some point. <laughs> That's Bobby's agent. You're so funny. <laughs> How'd you come up with that, Bobby? I was taught to laugh by the actor that played my father, James Cromwell. It was the night before we were going to start shooting, and the script had said uh, nerd, the nerd had a honking laugh, and I, I had not come up with it. And uh, I told the director, Jeff Canoe, I said, I still don't have the laugh. He said, here, watch this. And he put in James Cromwell's audition tape where he does the laugh. And I was blown away. I thought, man, that laugh is really up, you know? <laughs> so I find James and I say, hey, man, your, your laugh is really bad, man. He says, it's not my laugh. I said, oh, it's a technique? He said, yeah. I said, show me. You know, like father, like son. So I learned it from James Cromwell. That's right. Yeah. That, that led to pain. I know, right? That's right. <laughs> Working with pigs. <laughs> what kind of interactions do you guys have with the fans? I'm sure you do get recognized from this film pretty often, correct? Yeah, we charged them. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, we do. We, it happens a lot. And, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's gratifying for the most part. Um, but when you're booger, there are, there are specific interactions which sometimes are, are, are a little problematic. You know, I mean, people, well, you know, I mean, people belching at you and picking their nose and all that. Or, or doing the laugh. Or doing the laugh, I'm that, I mean, you. you know, if but they can do it. You, you, you know, know. In, in Los Angeles, everybody's kind of uh, numbed because they see movie people around. Right. So, you know, they might look, but they don't really, like, react because they're too cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. Yeah, I get Lamar! <laughs> well, oh, actually, that was kind of funny, too, because when we did two, we were in Fort Lauderdale during spring break. And by that time, it was only a few years later, but by that time, one was really in the culture. People really knew it and was on video and all. And so there were all of these co-eds on the picture, all of whom assumed he was gay. Because <laughs> I was gay. they only knew him from the first movie. And Larry is there going, wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, and they come over and say, what do you think about this color? Yeah. <laughs> for, for my skirt. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I'm flattered because they believed it, but... But at the same time... <laughs> you couldn't meet chicks. Yeah. I never made it to the level of ogre, ever. 
But then again, who has? Brian, during the um, liquid heat and the jocks, yes. was the, um, it's just like salad, is that, was that, was that meant to be in there or did that, did you ad-lib that as well? No, that's another one of those things where that wasn't scripted and the director let us kind of play and so the, oh, it looks like salad, is, is, yeah, something that just kind of came out, yeah. Ted's line was ad-libbed to you too, right? You yes, remember? yeah, oh, the, oh, the, the jock. Yeah, yeah. like when, when uh, Ted McGinley put the jock, you know, do you know karate? And I go, well, no. And he sticks the jock on my head. Yeah, that Good. wasn't scripted either. Had I read that in the script, I don't know if I would have been in the scene. You know, I was shown up for the scene, I don't know. I wish he cleaned it beforehand. Now you understand the look on his face. When you guys went to, from part one to part two, Two Nerds in Paradise, was it just like, hey, the party's starting all over again, except we're going to do it in Fort Lauderdale this time as opposed to Arizona? Yes. <laughs> Company move. <laughs> no. And I met a lot of chicks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no. You... That's all I know how to say. <laughs> All you told me to say. <laughs> Curtis told me to say that. That's all I know how to say. I had, no, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, I, we didn't know. I, I mean, you know, the the thing was in those days, you didn't do a movie and just assume there would be another one. And you know, there were a lot of people who thought it was probably a bad idea. Originally, 20th Century Fox refused to do sequels, and then they lifted that injunction against sequels, and the first one. Right? The first one they greenlit yeah. was, was Nerds 2. So, you know. Yeah, when we were uh, in Fort Lauderdale, we were riding around in a convertible, and everywhere we went, people were going, Booger! Booger! Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember, Don. That and the chicks. I remember that, too. Yeah, occasionally. But only that was my line. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, which is really weird. What does that mean? Goop. Uh, well, it was from uh, Clan of the Cave Bear, which was one of my other, one of my other successful films that no one's ever seen. Um, so, oh, come on. Really, have you? Bet you didn't know I was in it. There you go. We were all playing cave people, so we're not recognizable. Anyway, but yeah. You are very recognizable from... Risky business. Risky business. But that came out during. During. No, uh, before. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Just before. Yeah. 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 Risky business was my first movie. Small little actor. You did that with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the the uh, what's his name? Tom. Tom. Bill. Bill. Bill Cruz. Bill Cruz. He hasn't aged very well. Bill. He hasn't done anything that since. One. No. <laughs> I thought he had a lot of potential though. What? What, oh, Better Off Dead, too. Yeah, that was after. Moonlighting. Yeah. All right. Moonlighting. Now, enough of that. I'm Curtis's agent. <laughs> Believe me, I wish. Right. Yeah. Hire him or else. 
And he won't tell you, but he's actually very, very learned. He's the writer of the bunch. Well, I, I, no, I'm not. Um, he, I don't know if anybody's well, read it. I mean, he has an amazing book, which is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Go, you it's it really up, terrific. No, actually, a lot of Revenge of the Nerd stories are in that book, uh, called, weirdly, Revenge of the Nerd. So, uh, it, and, and how did that come about? How did you get the role of Booger? That's my, one of my favorite stories. Uh, oh, well, I auditioned for Anthony Edwards' part, um, uh, Gilbert. And, uh, and they said, uh, and they, they called back and they said, uh, they said, well, uh, we really loved Curtis, but we've already cast it with Anthony Edwards. And I'm going, who the f*** is Anthony Edwards? <laughs> and they said, uh, and Robert Carradine. And I went, oh, well, okay, Robert Carradine, I get that. <laughs> and they said, uh, but we did love him and we would like him to play another nerd. And I'm running through the script in my head and I'm thinking, well... I'm too old for Wormser. Lamar is out of the question. <laughs> so is Takashi. And I put it together that it was probably Booger. And I went off on my agent and I said, absolutely not. Forget it. I am not. I am a classically trained actor. I have played Shakespeare and I'm not getting on a film in front of millions of people and pick my nose and belch for anybody. So if they tell you, Booger, you say no. Absolutely not. I refuse. And they called me back a little later and they said, well, they offered you Booger. I said, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but you have to say that sort of stuff to make you feel like, you know, you're in control, even if you're not. <laughs> what are some of you guys' favorite memories, maybe not necessarily from set, but from what this movie has provided for you, whether it's friendships between each other, camaraderie? What, what do you guys think of when you think of this film? Yes. John's about we, to say something. We made money. <laughs> Julie, no, you know what, really? Julie, we, take it away. Oh, no, oh, no, I was, I was saying... Don is about to say something. I, know. <laughs> I, I kept that one in. <laughs> no, but one of the, for me, one of the best things about Revenge of the Nerds is the cast up here. I mean, we're all friends. I mean, we totally friends. love each other. We're like a little family. And, it, and it's, we, we don't actually get hang out with each other when y'all aren't around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll actually talk to one another. Yeah. That's bigger than you know. Most of the time, it's, I'm paid to be here. I do my fee. What time are we done? And yes. also, I don't really like we, you. We have each other's <laughs> phone numbers. No, uh, there's yeah. a lot of films where people are behind the scenes like this. Buttonhead. You know, they want to get camera time. They want to get... I mean, it's, it's, it's really, you know, competitive and could be difficult sometimes. With this, from the very beginning, we bonded. We became friends. And James all Bond. these years later, we've remained friends. What's that, Bobby? James Bond. And, and, and one of the things that it probably sounds corny, but, but looking back, I, it, was, it was the norm that we cheered for each other 
when the other person, normally, uh, I give you a little bit of set, set info, normally when you shoot a scene, you shoot it one way, and then you shoot what they call a reverse. They take the camera and shoot in the other direction. In a lot of scenes, and they can tell you, I've done a lot of films when they do the reverse, the person I'm supposed to be talking to is not there. I'm literally talking to an ex, because that person is too busy to work with the actor. Well, it's like Don, you know, he was studying his lines. Yeah, Don, Don was never there. I would go in my room and study my lines so that I was a professional actor. Those poor girls. Yeah, no, no, but really, we really would sit there and I never liked any of these guys, that's so don't true. be fooled. And, and that's probably what I remember. The other thing I remember, and you know, we don't really like to talk about this, but it gave us, well, not for some of these folks already had it, Curtis and... And, and Bobby, but it gave me notoriety. You know, and as an actor, that's what you want. You want to be recognized for what you do. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's 30 years later, being gay is okay now. 1984, not so much. Um, so for me, it was a little bit different because I had a little different kind of dynamic going. Uh, it was the first time that, well, in a while, that a, a successful film had a black actor in it. I was happy about that, but a lot of the brothers were going like, man, you finally got in a black movie, you gotta be gay. <laughs> so, so my name was, that's him. <laughs> but then they realized after they did other work that I wasn't, and I really was just trying, as an actor, I wanted a challenge because I've done this before them before, and the reason I did Lamar was because the roles before Lamar, I was, they had, this was, this was it. I'ma cut you, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so I just wanted to do something different as an actor, and that was totally different. And could you, could <laughs> you give it. us a little yeah. Lamar then and could do a little Lamar Oh, Lamar, right okay, my, my yeah, audition do, for Lamar. Yeah, do your audition. My audition for Lamar, I came in in character, so I obviously did not have this on, but I did have a T-shirt on, and um, here, you have to hold that for a second right there. I had a T-shirt on, and so what I did was, I first thing I did was I balled it up. <laughs> And I liked it. <laughs> and then when I came and I did the character, I came and I did it in character, and the casting director couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and she was like, give me a second, I'll be right back. And she went and got Jeff Canoe, and I did it for him, and they were like, okay. Jeff couldn't stop laughing, and he said, but you need to come back. And as an actor, you don't really want to come back, you want to be told you have the role. Right. Yes. So I came back, and there were more people in the room. <laughs> Gremlins! <laughs> and um, then I, I did Lamar, I came in, by then now I had some boots, I didn't have heels, heels weren't, flats were in then. Uh, <laughs> so I wore some flats and I did it for them and I got Lamar and I, did, and I got lucky and you know, you just never know, can you, you turn, never. Can you do that turn thing as you walk away? My turn thing as I walk away, you mean the turn? <laughs> no! <laughs> now you got me sending mixed messages. <laughs> So that was how it happened for me. It's different for everybody. Yeah. That's how it happened for me. I think we need to hear the reactions to this movie from someone who is only 10. Yeah, yeah. That'd be costly. Who was it for you? How did it come to you? There was nothing nefarious that went on at all. Absolutely no. not. It was all on the up and up. I, I, as a kid, you, get, you have to go to school. There's rules. You have to go to school. So I'm sequestered from a lot of the things. But I saw the aftermath of a lot of a lot of the nights of partying. I don't know exactly how the telephone in the lobby of the hotel got ripped out of the wall. 
uh, or there was a bunch of, somebody had thrown stuff off of the second floor balcony, like the entire contents of their room. Not me. Like the, all the furniture. That was, a, that was a, I think that was like Goodman or something. Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> I was a classically trained actor. <laughs> I just want to be like my buddy Curtis. So when they offered me the role of Ogre, I said, no way. I'm a classically trained actor. And I'm about ready to do Shakespeare in the park. Did, did you like the transition of Ogre from the first movie to you are officially Tri-Lamb at the end of the second movie? Did you, did you like that? You know, the funny thing is, is, is I actually, in my mind, through the first one, I had decided that I was going to make Ogre somebody that just didn't understand stuff. So when they called me in the second one and said, we're going to make you a nerd, I'm thinking, oh, it worked. It worked. It worked. Because, you know, I didn't want to make, you know, I saw the script and I, well, I, I always tell Curtis this story. I was hired. I was a stuntman when I first started. Classically trained actor stuntman. But I got down there and they hired me and all the, lines that I had were gone. It said, Ogre stands here. Ogre stands here. Ogre stands here. So I'm like, what happened to my dialogue? You know? So finally they put it back in after I did a few things because, you know, they realized I was a classically trained actor like Kurt. And uh, so, yeah, I pretty much, I knew what I was doing in the first one. I didn't want to make Ogre because, you know, he came off as this just mean jock and I thought, if I just make Ogre somebody that really doesn't understand what, you know, they're doing, and it worked. Yeah, so I got paid in the second one, too, and I met chicks. <laughs> <laughs> but I need you guys to understand something very important. The second script was horrible. <laughs> For one thing, they wrote me on page six as cheating on Lewis. Yeah. Thank you. That was my reaction after the whole movie. I felt I was of some importance to the script. And so I'm like, well, no, I can't, I can't do that role. And then I spoke to Curtis. He said, nope, they weren't changing lines. Don't, don't come. Obviously, he was seeing a lot of different women. That was probably the reason he didn't want... Wait a minute. Are you talking about Curtis or Bobby? <laughs> the whole group of them. I was sort of like the mom of all of them, sort of, mostly. Yeah, what <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't remember any of this that way. Are you talking about All right, in the well, first I'm changing movie? little tiny things. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually bigger than tiny. No, in the first movie, you were mom to all of us? Not, not fully. Not everybody. really. No, no I but I was so. sort of looking out to most. But yeah, okay, there mama. There others that I. <laughs> but my point is that that's why I wasn't in the second one, which is why I refused to join in this conversation. And. <laughs> And just to say that I held up the honor of Betty because I'm sure I wouldn't have been in the other three and four, which I don't know who saw, but still, I'm married and had nerd children, and I was loyal. I never cheated with another jock. That's right. Thank just you, Ryan. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Mommy. <laughs> never get away with anything with Don. I thought you made a poopy. I wasn't Curtis's mommy. Hey, all right.
subject. Before we get out of here, guys, they're giving me the rap signal over there. There, there is talk that this Revenge of the Nerds can potentially going to be rebooted. Is that something that you guys would ever be involved in, or is that? Uh, yeah, there we. Uh, Robert has something to say. Yes. Many words. I love it. Short and sweet. Would you really be down with that? Oh yeah. To come back yeah, as Lewis? Yeah. Okay. We would. Yeah we. Well, to speak to, to speak to that, I think they've tried uh, through other filmmakers. Well, you know, let me. That's, that, that's right. Important. Andrew's actually got a script. Am I in it? <laughs> you're you're a congressman. I better be in it. <laughs> I know where you live. Congressman Ogre. Yeah. <laughs> Shakespearean congressman Ogre. Well, he he votes the way they tell him to. Well, if you guys are all involved, I think this is a reboot. Everyone in this room could probably get behind, right? We, we just don't want oh, new yeah. nerds. Yeah, no new nerds. All right, guys, well, I just want to say thank you so much. I never thought I would get to sit on stage with the Trilamps. For, for yeah, you, 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 you did almost, sit on stage. Sort of on and off. You ended up down there. <laughs> but it was nice having you up here with us for most of it. He did 98% of the interview on stage. For a while. <laughs> Ogre pushed me. Ogre actually helped me, yeah, so. Right yeah, you, You're right there for me. I appreciate that. But I'm going to introduce him one more time. After I'm done, can we please get as loud as we can? Robert Carradine, Curtis Armstrong, Larry B. Scott, Brian Tochi, Julia Montgomery, Donald Gibb, and Andrew Cassess. Revenge of the Nerds! <laughs> Can we get one last nerd? Nerd! 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 Nerd!